All right. So, hi everyone. Thank you so much for watching Leaders for Good. Today we are introducing Mia Lamotte. She is a brand disruptor and anti-image consultant, super badass woman, and we are so excited to begin with her. Um, but first, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Sarah Delacour. I'm with No BS Social. I'm a reinvention stylist, and I am the founder of co-founder of But First Shopping. And this is Joshua. I'm Joshua. I'm with Oceanify, and I'm a professional photographer who specializes in helping businesses uh, capture what they do. Because ultimately, right now in COVID times, businesses, if they don't have good images or they are not sharing the right story, they're not getting business. And so if you're telling the right story, you're going to have a lot of a different situation and uh, life is going to be a little easier. <laughs> and then uh, I recently joined Sarah in uh, But First Shopping. So I'm But first. Yeah. But first. <laughs> but first coffee. But first shopping. <laughs> I used to call it But First Shopping too. But it's But First. But mm -hmm. First Shopping. <laughs> but First Shopping. Yes, something like that. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. So um, I'm going to just introduce, give you a quick introduction on Mia Lamotte, and then we're going to dive right into it. So Mia Lamotte, I'm oh, sorry, Mia Lamotte is the founder and CEO of Lamotte International, a full service image consulting and personal brand coaching firm. She helps others be seen in the way they want to be seen. She does this by helping people strategically communicate their story through what they wear, how they communicate, and how they show up online. She's passionate about helping people become more of themselves and live unapologetically. She teaches you the rules so you know which ones to break. Originally from Louisiana, she now lives in North Carolina with her partner, Sanford, and their three fur babies. Mia knows how to throw down in the kitchen and creates new dishes easily new dishes easily. She loves playing a friendly game of poker, tennis, and what some might consider adventure sports, like jumping out of planes and ziplining. Mia is a certified image consultant and transformation coach who has helped hundreds of her clients become better versions of themselves. Transformation is her superpower. So Mia, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit. Sure. Uh, I am Mia Lamad. I'm an image consultant and brand uh, activator, transformation coach. Like I help people transform themselves from the inside out. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, your story says, I read a little bit about your bio. And yeah. Your bio says you help people um, be seen and share their stories through the clothing they wear. Is that true? Is that correct? I think Yes, that is true. So a lot of us uh, get dressed to, to not be seen, right? Mm. A lot of people will throw something on because they don't want people to notice them. Like I want to run into the grocery store today. So I don't want anyone looking at me because I haven't done my best today or I haven't put on the best that I could have today. And I think that, you know, I really want to encourage people to show up the way that they really want people to, mm. to see them. And in order to do that, they have to be cognizant of it. Beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. Totally. Obviously, Sarah is doing something different today. She's wearing something nice and uh, 
and eye-catching. <laughs> Absolutely. She's well, dressing Thank you. That and my hair, I need to get my hair cut and it's like, it's out of control short kind of now, you know, I'm at the 11 weeks too long and I'm like, oh my God, how do I, I'm actually trying to hide it. <laughs> so. Well, it looks fabulous there. Thank you. Thank You're you. hiding it to be seen though, right? Cause you, yeah. you don't yeah. to actually see that you haven't had your hair cut, but I mean, we're in the, we're in a pandemic right now. So yeah. I think you'll be forgiven. Dang right. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. Um, so tell me what, you know, the typical solutions in your industry that most companies, you know, try to solve for their clients, but it actually doesn't solve anything. Absolutely. So I had to have this experience on my own in order to get it right. Mm -hmm. So I have done both. I've had an image consultant. I've gone through transformational trainings and none of them quite did the trick right there was pieces missing from both so what i decided was that you know what we need to put these two together in order for people to get it so you can't really just work on the outside and have new clothes and new hair although all of that does help right it helps you but we also can't do all this intrinsic work and then it not reflect on the outside so i wanted to combine the two and i think that for me, coupling that with who we are at our core, not just um, not just like who we show up as, but who we are at our core from a DNA standpoint. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important for us to show our heritage and show where we're from and all of those things be part of how we get dressed and how we show up in the world. Beautiful. I like that because I know especially particularly in the business world, there seems to be an emphasis on the exterior presentation. So you've got to look nice, you've got to be professional, you've got to look strong and have a good presence. But then, like you were saying, the internal world gets neglected and that's when people get stressed and they're overworked and they end up going down a path that really they're not inspired to do in the first place. But at the end of it, they're going, how the hell did I get here? <laughs> Yeah, I think the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to get to know ourselves really well and not from a not from a place of, oh, you know, I don't like to eat my eggs over easy, which is something, right? At least you're saying I like my eggs a certain way. But a lot of us are living out of somebody else's paradigm. So we're living out of who our parents taught us to be or who our teachers taught us to be or a mentor or something like that. And really we've forgotten who we are at our core. So I tell my clients, like, look back at who you were as a child and usually you'll find some clues there. I love that, I love that. 100% <laughs> on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Sarah and I actually have been doing a lot of uh, recovering of our inner child and reflecting on past stories or things that happened uh, when we were younger that mm -hmm. we haven't quite, uh, I guess, integrated into ourselves. And, and I, I've noticed through that process, it actually brings up a lot of things and you go, wait, this isn't actually me. This isn't what I want. This is what our parents or grandparents or however far along it goes back, uh, ends up getting integrated into our habits, our lifestyle, our way of thinking and the clothes that we wear. It's like <laughs> every part of our life gets affected from it. 
It does. And even, even our money stories, right? Um, I don't know if you guys, your parents ever said money doesn't grow on trees. Like mine said that all the time. Right. And it's like, actually they kind of do. It kind of does, but whatever. My point is this, right? Like we live out of these contexts that don't belong to us. And when I meant, when I said, you know, go back and look at what you were as a child or how you behaved as a child. Like I lived in um, a rural area, right? So we got to play outside all the time, but I hated it because my mom used to force me to go outside and it was really hot. I grew up in South Louisiana. And, but as I was playing outside, I was the leader. I was the person leading my cousins. I grew up, I have um, 34 first cousins. Wow. Yeah. And so um, I grew up with about, there were like seven of us that are around the same age. And so I used to lead them. Like if we played school, I was the teacher. If we played <laughs> church, I was the priest. Like I was always the person leading whatever we were doing. And so a lot of people, you know, especially as a woman, you get told, you know, not to be bossy and not to, you know, be too assertive or too aggressive. And those things actually tampered down who I naturally was. And, you know, I spent my whole adult life trying to discover who I was when really it was, you know, who I was was, was already apparent when I was five. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can relate to that. Uh, actually, through my own self-discovery, I discovered that even when I was a little kid, like looking back to when I was three, I don't know where this idea came from, but my innate desire was actually to protect my parents from themselves because they weren't able to look after me. And so I was like, okay, well, if no one's going to look after me, I'm going to look after myself and other people. (laughs) And so even though like outwardly, I was still rebellious and uh, well, I was loud and rebunctious as Sarah remembers. love smiling but then that shifted and it's like I noticed more and more that responsibility became such a strong force in me and then having to let go of that like I noticed the way that I dressed ended up affecting me uh so there was periods where I dressed like a lot of other people where I'm not I mean this isn't my flashiest color but this is kind of embracing the I love the textures and the colors but how I used to dress was with dark colors blacks whites reds uh, blues eventually, but I mean, ultimately, it was basically what you see around with a lot of other people, but with my own kind of mini twist to it. Yeah, and actually, what you're wearing right now, from what I can see based on my monitor, is that that shirt has the same color in it that you have in your personal color, right? So it's inherent to you. So your hair color, your skin color, both of those are actually in that shirt. And I can't tell whether your eyes are green or blue. <laughs> okay so with this shirt on they they have like a green tinge because the shirt is warm and the reason the the point that i'm making is that because you're wearing this it's an inherent color to you so it makes you way more approachable so right now you're super approachable because your clothes aren't really standing out to for me to actually have a conversation with you so right. you're probably way more comfortable wearing something like this too, based on what you've told me about your personality. Right. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then Sarah, like Sarah's like, see me, I want to be seen. I love bright colors and I'm going to wear them and I'm going to wear them all over. Right. I have them on my lip. I have them on my, in my hair, I have them on my, you know, in my shirt. 
So I think that it's super important for us to, to even realize that and recognize that what makes us comfortable and what makes us us, like it's instinctive, is instinctive. It's not what somebody else says. Totally. Absolutely. You know, the colorful look that I have going on was like a breakthrough for me because four years or two years ago, I was in an abusive relationship and I hid because anytime I got attention, he would be angry or accuse me of cheating on him or something like that. And so I used to dress up, you know, in bright colors before he came into my life. And then, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get in trouble anymore. So I wore his clothes and I was one of the people that hid and I gained a lot of weight and or even baggier clothes. And then after I left, um, this bright colorful, as flashy as possible, glittery as usually as I can now, is kind of like a big, uh, like a revenge, but it's also like a huge breakthrough of like, I'm never hiding myself again out of fear or for anyone else or playing small, you know? So. Yeah, um, thank you for saying that because I think that a lot of people don't even realize that they're doing that right? Mm -hmm. The messages from him were probably really, really, really subtle to you, but you also knew, like, I better not, I better not shine too much, right? Because we're taught that as children, too. Like, you need to tamper down just a little bit. You don't want to outshine your parents. You don't want to outshine your siblings, and you don't want to outshine your spouse or your boyfriend. And if it's somebody, you know, you were in a codependent relationship with, mm -hmm. then, you know, game over, game over and you were also like you said you gained some weight you probably gained that weight to protect yourself hmm. right from him and all of his ideas and all of the things that he was saying to you or subtly mentioning to you yeah so i want to ask a question particularly for our viewers today um what's something that they can do say if they're in a place and they recognize that they're not wearing the clothes that they want to wear or they're not uh, being the person that they want to be because, of course, there's that two sides. It's like looking like the person you want to be, but then also living as that person you want to be. Uh, what are different things or tricks that they can use that uh, are accessible for everyone listening today? Yeah, I would say first, like, identify the person that you want to be. Mm. So you have to know who that is and be able to, like, describe that person to a T. Are you the kind of person that's going to wake up and make their bed? Are your clothes in your closet in an orderly kind of way? Uh, do, where do you shop? What do you like to buy? Do you want your clothes to be form-fitting? Do you want your clothes to be loose? Like those things you really need to know about yourself. So get to know yourself really, really well. Take a look at how you want to show up in the world and then start intentionally doing that. And that's how you can, like, you can absolutely start that today. And you don't need any help with that, right? And that can go for both the physical appearance as well as the internal. I guess uh, to tie it in is I would liken it to, I guess, uh, if you want to be somebody that also gives to other people or helps other individuals, say like an old man crossing the street and he's kind of struggling, you run up next to him and it's like, you just go for it. And uh, I mean, sure, there might be fears. Like I actually did this the other day. That's why it comes up as an example is I saw an old man uh, passing this or crossing the street, but he was struggling. And uh, normally I get fearful and it's like, I go, what do I do? Do I go, do I not go, do I go? And this time it was just instinctual. I just went for it and ran into the middle of the street and <laughs> started pushing him along because he was in a wheelchair. And 
he was so appreciative. It was actually quite a special moment. I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the other thing. We have to trust ourselves, mm-hmm. right? We, we, I don't know about you guys, but most humans, like we've been taught our whole lives not to trust ourselves. Like the government knows better, your parents know better, um, your boyfriend knows better, your girlfriend knows better. Like you don't know how to conduct yourself or how to live your own life. Like we have to follow those instincts because the connection that you made with that guy, right? In the, in the middle of the street, the, the self-satisfaction for actually helping somebody like that, like those things actually build you up as a, as a person. So why would you not do that? Yeah. Not help him. Yeah. And I recognized for myself the tale that was going in is like, I was fearful because I was worried about what other people would think, or I would get rejected from the guy or all these other weird scenarios that clearly weren't real. Or, I mean, sure, they may be a possibility, but if anything, it's like, at least you made an effort. Even if he denied me, it's like, you made an effort to actually try and help someone. And I think that's, it's important to honor that too. And I guess to tie it in, and I feel like you do this as well. So uh, it's, yeah, to just be easy on ourselves if we make mistakes. And if we find out we don't like something when we try it, then try something else. Yeah, one of my mentors, going back to, you know, how you thought you might be perceived, right? One of my mentors says that, you know, we have expectations of people and they live into them based on the way that we think about them, right? So if you think somebody is going to think something badly of you, you're going to behave in a way that makes mm-hmm. them think badly of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I love that she presents that for us. And then the other thing that I really want to say is like, what they think of us is none of our business. What other people think about us is none of our business. And that's positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Or what we perceive as positive and negative. Like, yeah. we totally have to get over that. <laughs> Absolutely. And it takes time. It does take time. It absolutely takes time. And it takes, like, I think once we get to know ourselves really well and we, we lean into, like, who we are and what we came here to do, then it gets a whole lot easier. Totally. And uh, I'm curious, do you have any examples with some of the people that you've worked with where you've seen that transformation from where they started out to who they become? And I'm curious, what kind of success stories have you witnessed or... Uh, helps create. Yeah, absolutely. So probably the longest standing client that I've had, we've been working together for, I want to say right now we're in, we're going into either the third year or maybe even our fourth, maybe our third year. Nice. And um, she came to me for branding work. Like she wanted to work on her logo and her website and her this and her that. And we did, like we did some of that work early on, but what ended up happening was that she was a consultant, she's an attorney. She was a consultant for healthcare uh, facilities. So either a hospital or for a physician's practice. And um, now she's a coach. Like she wants to coach other women to do what they wanna do and live out their purpose. Now she's still practicing and she's still doing that other consultant work but the, what, the transformation that took place between the two of us was so transformative for her. She wanted to help others have the same transformation. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my biggest story. Probably the best one that I have. I like um, it. Yeah. And I'm always talking about her. So, because, I mean, it's almost like we've become friends through the process. Yeah. And 
uh, like the transformation, like she doesn't even recognize herself now. And she'll tell you that. And I imagine that's such an intimate process because I mean, you're ultimately seeing the nitty gritty of that individual. And mm -hmm. it's like, you really get to know them. I do, and people have to be open. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of us that'll get into these situations and we're not really open to telling the truth about you know, our insecurities, like with what we're wearing, or even like what, what the truth is for us. I remember when I had an image consultant come over, she's one of my mentors too. And she asked me, she was like, well, tell me as a child, did your parents validate you? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. So I'm going to have to say no. Right. So me being open enough to say that to her, instead of saying, well, of course they did. Yes, they did. Yes. You know, like wanting to have the right response instead of telling her the truth. Um, I feel like that opened up a whole new door and it also opened me up for a real transformation instead of just like changing my clothes or changing my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Inside out transformation. Um, you know, our world, like I'm sure you see on social media as well, so many people are showing up because they feel they have to show up a certain way and they're not showing up as their true authentic self. And um, I've even met some marketers, digital marketers as well, that are like, you're not supposed to post personal stuff on social media. And in with my clients, I teach them to just show up as themselves. If you like, who have you always wanted to show up as and what have you always wanted to say, but have been afraid to say it? This is the time. <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> um, the more you have an opinion, the more you share your story, the more you are you, the more you're going to attract all your ideal people um, instead of, you know, just the vague ones. And um, yeah, some people just, they find it very difficult to be their true self. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people also find it very difficult to dress their true self. Because for some reason, we have this social stigma that we have to blend in and not stand. Hello, middle and high school. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So true. It's so funny, though, because like in high school, I was a gothic. But I did it to like scare people. I didn't want to get bullied, right? I was bullied in middle school and then high school. I was like, I'm going to be gothic and then everyone's going to be afraid of me and then I don't have to deal with bullies, you know? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Like, it's so crazy how, I love what you said because I agree with that, right? I'm almost like the anti-image consultant. Mm -hmm. And I've actually started not even using that as a term when I'm helping people with their work because I don't want, first of all, I don't want people thinking I'm judging them. Because a lot of times like when I would go to you know, networking meetings when we got to meet in person, people would automatically think that I'm judging the way that they're dressing, right? The other thing that they would do is ask me about an outfit that they have on. And I'm like, mm, do you really want my honest opinion or do you want me to just kind of, you know, rub your ego today? Right. So I, I actually don't even like to use that term. And I think that you made a great point when you said it's 2020, like be yourself. Most people today, like I think we're living in a great time because now we actually get to say what's on our minds. We get to be who we are and we get to do it in such a way where like, these are my people. These are not my people. Like I do it intentionally. So people that are not my people don't come around. 
Yeah. I love your social media marketing. Like you're, you're um, awesome. <laughs> I love your branding and I love what you talk about and sharing your story. Yeah. You're just, um, and like one of those badass, you know, um, not afraid you're bold and brave. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to be yourself online and in, and in your style to be seen. So, yeah, I love, that's what I love about Chrissy Teigen. She is unapologetic about who she is. Do you guys know who she is? No, but I'm going to have to look, look her up. <laughs> it's it's C-H-R-I-S-S-Y Teigen. She's married to John Legend. Cool. She's very vocal about everything. Like she has an opinion about a lot of stuff and she also shares a lot of their personal journey and a lot of people do not like her. And the fact that she is so open and so bold and so brave is one of the reasons why I like her. You know, we, we're attracted to the thing that we are, right? So you're attracted to bold and brave because that's what you are, mm. right? We, we like to see in other, we see in other people what we have in ourselves. Cool. Yeah. That mirror. Yeah, absolutely. I love that mirror. <laughs> and on the flip side, right? And yeah. on the flip side, yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. How did you come to your aha moment of, you know, pursuing this journey and being on this path? Oh, great question. All right. So I went to, did you, do you guys know who Tony Robbins is? Yes. Yeah. So I went to um, UPW, what is it? Unleash the Power Within? Yeah. And it was in Florida in probably March or something like that. And we were in this freezing ass cold room. I don't know if you've ever been to any of his events. It is freezing. Like you need to bring four or five layers and you need to bring It's cold. And um, one, of the thing, one of the exercises we had to do was really think about what do we want to do as a profession? What do we want to do with the rest of our lives? If money didn't matter, what would we do? And um, that was like a foreign concept to me. I grew up in a family where you get a job with benefits and or you get a trade and you work for the rest of your life. Like that's the family I grew up in. And to have someone say to me, oh, you actually have a choice, right? I didn't get the whole choice thing until later, but you, you have a choice in how you show up in your own life. And it was super empowering for me. And so I did some research and found out that image consultant was actually a thing and uh, really started on the path to, to hone those skills while I was still working for um, state government. And then uh, in one of my image trainings, one of my, one of my um, mentors said, you really should do some kind of personal development program I had done Tony Robbins, did, you know, I got it, but I didn't really get it. And then I dove deep into transformational training. So that's how I kind of did all of it at the same time and uh, left my full-time position um, three years ago. That's awesome. That's full-time, yes. And I guess, uh, judging by the time length, you probably ended up getting your biggest success story fairly shortly after because you've had uh, that individual for years yeah yeah and I mean I have been doing I had had clients before right so I was working part-time in my business but I knew that if I really wanted to take off I was gonna have to do this full-time I knew I wasn't gonna get rich at my job because hello I work for state government and then 
like I was drained by the end of the day. I didn't want to, there was this, there was an integrity piece for me. Like I didn't want to be on riding both horses, so to speak. I wanted to ride one and ride it into my sunset, not where retirement in 30 years, here's your benefit package, be well, kind of horse in the sunset. Yeah. Exactly. I'm curious, uh, for someone who's not used to uh, like considering themselves or understanding that they have the choice and maybe they're afraid of uh, making the wrong decision or something like that, is there a guide or a tool that you tend to recommend for knowing when something actually is what you really want or something that is the right direction for someone? Yeah, your inner voice. <laughs> Like, this goes back to trusting yourself, right? You know, you know exactly whether something is wrong for you. Like, okay, so here's the thing that I would say. Make sure that your yes is a yes. So for me, if it's a hell yes, I'm doing it. If I'm on the fence about it, I check in with myself. Is this fear speaking or is this dangerous? So the fear is the false evidence appear appearing real, right? I'm just scared. So I'm gonna say no, but make it feel like it's danger. If it's that one, then it's a yes too, right? Um, the, the, whole, the whole thing about making the wrong decision, like you can't make a wrong decision, right? We can't make wrong decisions because even if we make one that costs us money or injures us or does something like that, we've learned from it right We've learned from the experience so i don't think that we make wrong decisions i think we do need to like my partner he likes to think about things for a really long time and it aggravates the shit out of me because i can make a decision like this right i already know um and he needs to think about it but that's his way of processing things right so he needs to process in that way so i give him some space but i also say like you know, we need a deadline on this one. We need 48, 24, whatever the time period is. And the other thing about making decisions, like when you make them quickly, you typically make the right one because you're making it from the gut. Totally. Right? So, and then there's this great book by um, Raymond Charles Barker called uh, The Power of Decision. Mm. Amazing book. Highly recommend. Beautiful. Did that answer your question? I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great. We just got canceled for the recording. No, not yet. Not yet. We're good. Okay. First of all, Mia, what are you working on right now? And um, how can we how can we take action with you? How can we continue? How can we join you in whatever it is that you're doing? Absolutely. absolutely. So I am working on a Mastering Your Money Mindset retreat where host, that I'm hosting for my pay group. Um, Next, Saturday, next Friday and Saturday, so December 11th and 12th. And um, we're gonna be talking about this kind of thing, right? Where we're using our self-limiting beliefs or we're using somebody else's paradigm and it's hindering us from making the kind of money that we wanna make in our lives because trust me, if you don't have the money that you need, you cannot make an impact. Like you just can't. You're gonna be invisible, people won't know who you are. Um, life sucks without money been there done that like it actually sucks like having money is so much better um so that's what i'm working on and i have a group called the disruptor society which is a paid community you come in for six months 
We work on your brand discovery. And sorry, it's for women only. Um, <laughs> I, do work, I do work with men, but we, I work with men one-on-one -on -one, or if somebody decided to get a pod of men together, I would definitely um, do some work with them. But I have one-on-one -on -one male clients. Um, and then also uh, Brand Disruptors Community. It's a free Facebook group that you can come in. I do weekly trainings in there. Um, so I like to provide value to people um, who might not be able to afford to work with me like right now. And then when they can, like, here I am, let's do it. Like Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love your brand, Brand Disruptors uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I had somebody say, do you really want to use that name? Like disruption, disruptive. I was like, Hell yes, I want to use this. Name. And at first I, they had, they, it took me back and I was like, do I want to say that? And because they were questioning it. Right. So I, I had to realize that that's their context and people who don't like disruptor, they're not a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So trust yourselves guys, like for real, that's my, I guess that's the biggest takeaway today. Learn how to trust yourself. Learn yeah. how to trust yourself. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. And if you have um, if you have one one sentence you would really like the audience to know before we end this, what would that be? Get to know yourself really well. Get to know yourself. And I mean, like all the ugly, all of it. Like dig deep. Get to know yourself really well. Dig and into the darkness. The rest of this will come. Yes. Beautiful. That's how you create a great brand. Yeah. That's true. Lots of shadow work. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Mia, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure to have you. Um, so excited. Uh, we're going to post all of Mia's links uh, right below on this YouTube video. And um, if you're on the Anchor uh, platform, can we add that in the description? Yep. And all the links will be on the podcast as well. Perfect. And all the links will be on instagram and facebook and everywhere else so thank you so much for watching and thank you mia for being here today thank you for having me you're welcome